Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Tim. And I'm Willie. Today we're going to talk about some film news, and then we're going to go straight into a full review of James Wan's Furious 8. Before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you'd send us any feedback about the show or the things that we talk about. You can go on Twitter and Instagram, at MFN Podcast is our handle on those. Midwest Film Nerds Podcast is on uh, Facebook and Vine. And then 248-7335-MFN is where you would give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and we might talk about it on the show. 248-7335-636. Uh, other stuff, we have a Better Call Saul bonus app coming out soon. The final episode airs tonight as we are recording this, or shortly thereafter. And then uh, there will be a new episode of the Midwest Game Nerds out soon as well, where we will talk about Bloodborne and more. So keep an eye out for those. And uh, I started this last week. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and anything that you buy will come back to us in a little way. We'll get like two-tenths of a penny for every thousand dollars that you spend. Wait, what? So, yeah. What are we getting? We're, we're, we're now Amazon affiliates. We're getting money? Oh, okay. we're, not, we're not getting any money because nobody's going to go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. No, don't talk like that. But talk it's, like that. it's an option. What about Amiibos? What if I start selling? What if I start yeah. pipping Amiibos? Amiibos.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. <laughs> we'll give you 10% off on all the Amiibos that are listed there. That's sexy. Yeah. It doesn't exist. <laughs> the, the only Amiibo on there is the Alex.Morel.Sexy exclusive Amiibo. And, and the Wii Fit Trainer. Yes, that Amiibo. one too. Because yeah. I saw that's a thing. Yeah, that one, they're overstock of that one, so we got all the extras. But uh, <laughs> Before anybody gets too excited, we're reviewing Furious 7, not Furious 8, oh, excuse as me. Alex said. Yeah. We this is not that episode from the Fools. future. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have, we don't have the exclusive look at Furious Eight yet. <laughs> Directed by John Woo. Someday, yeah. we should, <laughs> someday we should just make up a movie and review it. <laughs> That's like come up with yeah. Somebody suggested for our April Fools that I just take the Furious, the Fast and Furious Six review and post it again as the Furious <laughs> Seven review. But oh my god, just change a few keywords. Say we we saw the latest Fast and Furious a week early. Come check out our and then put it out. But no, I didn't do it. Instead, I just. Acted like we were going to review Kyle X Y. Can plant the seed now. Out. It'll be an Easter egg now. Yeah, our diehard fans will go remember in episode one. Uh, what are we on? One twenty-three. Yes, uh, episode right. one twenty-three. The Midwest <laughs> Film Nerds. Remember when you brought up an idea and didn't do it? <laughs> in every episode, yeah. narrow it down. <laughs> in, which, in which realm was this idea? <laughs> Anyway, we can get on with the film news. Uh, Deadpool is going to be rated R. Mm-hmm. Yay! It has been confirmed. It was confirmed on April Fool's with a nice little segment. Uh, Access Hollywood thing. Uh, extra with, extra. Uh, with yeah. uh, Slater from... Mario uh, Lopez. Deadpool Mario made Lopez. it on Access Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. So, so Well, it was, I don't think it was actually on the show. It was like a little joke. It was like a fake extra, like, extra, extra. Oh. And then like uh, Mario <laughs> Lopez was on there. And um, he's like interviewing Ryan Reynolds, and he's like, "You want that again?" Yeah. <laughs> and um, he basically was like, "He's like, oh yeah, so you've played Deadpool once in X Men Origins," and he's like, "Yeah, 
we kind of did the Deadpool. Th- it was really funny. And then Deadpool comes out and beats him up and says, fuck you, Slater. And that's like... So this, oh, okay. So this was kind of like a joke. Thing. Yeah, but it was it, like, wasn't, it was essentially an announcement that it wasn't on extra or excess Hollywood. No, okay. No, it was it was web only. I'm sure. So yeah, so how it was pretty far, good. Though. How far has that show fallen? If Deadpool's on it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's really fascinating how this has become like an, an anticipated movie. Like, By who? Like people care. <laughs> There's Deadpool fans. I out know. There. It's, oh, there are tons of them. I know it's mind boggling to me because I don't like Deadpool. <laughs> I used to a lot. Yeah. And and Marvel that's, really killed my love of. Deadpool. I think that's the proper attitude to have towards Deadpool. Is really like I used to a lot. I like Deadpool. <laughs> I like Deadpool, but I don't like this Deadpool. Does that make any sense? No. Deadpool, <laughs> like one of the best comic runs I've ever read is Cable and Deadpool. It's a, it's okay. phenomenal. Okay. And then they just that was recent, but it, it? it was uh, mid two thousands. Okay. It was around the time Civil War was going on, so it was like oh in the oh, past three. fifteen years. Okay. Yeah, but the problem is, <laughs> at the time, one guy was writing Deadpool. Yeah. He was in one book, and now he's in, like, 11 yeah, that's, books. Yeah, that's why I kind of give Deadpool crap, because I see him all over the place, and I don't know if his popularity is that. And he's some like people, Venom in the 90s. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. Some people write him phenomenally. He's a great character, and I'm really hoping the movie kind of hews more towards, like, that Deadpool mm-hmm. than, like... The the squeaky squeaky toy duck like crazy. It's not going to happen. Well, if we, walk, walk, but yeah. if we think about I don't know, when, I don't if know. we think about when Ryan Reynolds would have been a fan of Deadpool, it was like when he was growing up and Deadpool was not Ryan Reynolds and oversaturated. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool both work better for me in really small doses. I don't really. I'm not crazy about either of them. And if it's a whole movie of both of those things together, <laughs> as, as I one. could not be less Tim, excited. Tim, I'm looking forward to having you on our February 17th episode of the Midwest Film Nerds next it's, year. That's a weird time for it to come out, too. It is. I thought that that picture they released of him in front of the uh, fire was perfect yeah. because it's trying too hard and not funny. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't particularly. No, I just like, all right. So hopefully it's good. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's weird. It's like they're putting it out in February just so that if it tanks, they won't be laughed at too hard because they'll be like, "Well, it came out during came out in dump month. dumping ground." Yeah, no, I think it'll. I but think it'll. I, a, I do think it'll do well. I mean, I, the, the weird thing about Deadpool is that I I don't know when it happened exactly, but at some point, Deadpool became like the go to. It's cool to like Deadpool, like mm-hmm. like that became the thing, which is fine and all, but. I think they ran so far and so hard with the the jokey stuff in Deadpool, yeah. which is great. It's what makes him in, like unique amongst all those other Rob Liefeld creations is that he actually has a sense of humor. Yeah. But um, the problem is that it goes so far into like self parody and goofiness <laughs> that I have no interest in reading about it. Like he, there needs to be some sort of human character behind that, not just a cartoon. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. gets so over the top. And I like the fourth wall breaking and stuff, but it just I don't know when used sparingly. Yeah. It's yeah. weird because he he's such a character right now that's aimed towards like teens and he's like the Minecraft of superheroes and because the movie's rated R it's just confusing to me. I'm not any more or less excited about the movie but I'm just like why? Yeah. Make it PG-13 cuz that's your target audience right now. All the guys that are our age like mid 20s to early 30s like we like older more serious Deadpool. We we're not interested in like zany Deadpool, all the all the kids want to see that, so just make it PG thirteen and then have an R rated cut later on. Yeah, Blu-ray I didn't think about that. Although the it just doesn't make. I, I'm really confused. I'm like, why? Why it, did you it, make it's it? A, it's a poor business decision, but I think it's what the. Like, it's a poor business decision, and unless the movie is a little bit dark, uh, I don't think the adult fanboys will be very excited about it either. They'll be like, all right, it's just really bloody, and that was awesome when ten years ago when Kill Bill came out, and I was nineteen instead of twenty nine. You know, we'll see. I don't know. 
I don't know. I honestly no. don't know anybody who like unabashedly loves Deadpool. I so. know a couple. I'm not saying they don't exist. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like I don't know. I unabashedly I love cable. I don't have the the. That's all right. I'm not getting any input from anybody <laughs> who loves Deadpool. Who's so who's doing know. this? Who's directing this? Writing this? I think Tim Miller is still directing it. Who's Tim Miller? I think so. He's a commercial director. Okay. He makes amazing commercials. Okay. His commercial work is really rad. A lot of a lot of times, I feel like people forget. Like fanboys freak out. When they see somebody directing like a high profile, like Deadpool, you know, they freak out when they see like commercial, like if they don't have like eight comic book movies under their belt, it's a problem. Like this movie's going to tank. And I like, I just don't understand that, that mentality. Like David Fincher was a commercial director, like a music video and commercial director. And the guy is one of the biggest directors. Knocked it out of the park with Alien 3. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) The, the... Yeah. That literally, like, I'm sorry. That actually just comes out. It's like a when people talk about Alien Three, your reflex. I, I think I just a knee jerk reaction. <laughs> Tim Miller's commercial. He has a really amazing commercial called uh, Carousel, I think, and you should look it up. It was for uh, like Samsung or LG or something like that, and it's it's really cool. Hmm. And it's like a minute and a half long, and it's the action in Deadpool should be amazing with him directing. But I liked I, if I mean, it's interspersed with like Jay Leno references. It's going to fall flat, and I'm not going to care. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, whatever. Anyway, enough about something none of us care about. <laughs> yeah, it really has a lot of time to spend. So, Fox is making a Play-Doh movie. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. Can, we, can, I, can I start on this, this one? This is Star please. Ryan Reynolds. Sure. Okay, thank you. So, <laughs> I am I mean, this is happened forever. It will continue to happen forever. In the 80s, when the slasher movie craze started, everybody was making slasher movies. And then it was everybody's making young adult movies. But I love the failed ones. I like yeah. when like somebody makes a successful movie based on a toy, like a Lego, <laughs> and then everybody's like, "Fuck, well, we got to make a Play-Doh movie, we got to make a Lincoln Logs movie, we got to make a Gak movie." Like, like that's the dumbest thing. Take it's so stupid. Uh, Tim's lighting up. Over Remember, here Stretch right Armstrong was supposed to be a movie. Stretch Armstrong with Taylor yeah. Lautner. With Taylor Lautner. Yeah. But, but this is so silly and so stupid. It was like when Ridley Scott wanted to make a Monopoly movie, which is hilarious to me, and I hope it still gets made. Cancel everything else, Ridley. Just make Monopoly. Because <laughs> at this point, what does it matter? Um, but no, for real, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What is a play? To, why? Why is this happening? I, Alex, explain. And well, no, it's it's exactly like what you're saying. They're like, okay, they made a Lego movie that was extremely successful where people were angry that it didn't get nominated for Best Animated Feature. And we have an opportunity to take a toy. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Let's take Transformers, which at least had some kind of storyline to it. Or let's take G.I. Joe, which also had a storyline to it. They're just running out of ideas and now getting to the things that didn't have storylines. And now they're... I'm not going to lie. A claymation-style Play-Doh movie might be interesting. It could be neat-looking. It could. I'm not saying that it's impossible to do anything cool with Play-Doh. It's just... It just it reeks of just it, studios God, you going... You just made me marginally toys. excited for that when you said clay... <laughs> like a stop-motion play. That's what I was saying. Like, like, a, that, like honestly. Like, like it, it'll be like the, like the Lego movie, which is made in a way that looks like stop-motion, but it's actually CG and stop-motion. But what were you going to say? No, too? no. I was just... I was thinking, like, Gumby. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I do miss those kind of movies, like the, the Henry Selleck ones, like James and the Giant Peach. and mm-hmm. Those were Christmas. great. Those yeah. were amazing. Did anybody see Box Trolls? No. Not yet. I'd like to. I'll be buying the soundtrack on Mondo tomorrow. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick. So, okay. I, everybody... If you want to hear it, yeah. I'm not going to open it up. <laughs> by the silliest soundtracks um, you guys one day we'll take a picture of this soundtrack collection for you all beautiful listeners you'll just oh, all go what it's, it's mostly on there like, why does he have two copies of Cat in the Cat Brain Cat in the Brain is the funniest one to me <laughs> that is the f- why do you have 
Oh, right, never mind. Because so, it, it sells on eBay for like more than I bought it for, and that's all I know. But you'll never yeah. sell them. I, I might. Maybe I'm one copy of it. Cat in the Brain. You how can't can sell I, both. How can I afford more tickets to Prince? I can sell my Mondo. That's right. true. <laughs> Alex um, is going to Prince. Alex is. Alex, Alex, Alex made it into the, within the 90-second yeah. window it took for Prince tickets yes, to sell out yes. here in Detroit. Thank you. Thank but, you. <laughs> hey, we, okay. we, it was our, our collective chi that was pushing it's true. for the internet to the slow goodwill, down. The, the goodwill of... Hacker of, mode. Sped yes. up your uh, connection. <laughs> Real quick, before we end Play-Doh, because I think we've talked a lot about this already. Pick a, a, a toy you had as a kid. Any toy. Like anything. But not with characters. It can't be like Dino Riders, Nick. So let that go right now. God damn it. It has to be something like Play-Doh that has no story behind it. Has no basis for an actual plot. And, and and what what would it be? What Capsella. Would you Do you guys remember Capsella? What's Capsella? It's like these little mechanical doodads that you would hook together to make like machines. Kind of. Oh shit! I do remember that. Yeah, like kind of like an erector set type thing. Sim- yeah, very similar to an erector set. It's like just the same kind of thing, but I don't know. They were like in these like little bubbles, and they had different like gear ratios inside the bubble, and you could interconnect them. And things. I don't know what the movie would be. I I, I expect it would be GI Joe Three: The Nanomite Wars featuring Capsella, and that would. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'd watch it. Synergy. <laughs> Anybody else? Nick, you got one? Uh, I had a lot of Lincoln Logs and Connects. Nice. Yeah, Connects. And a Rector set. And... Playmobiles, like Playmobile was the yeah, shit. Those There's, are sweet. They, they, I mean, they have like people in them. But they can they be like the, the that can be like the, the that... artsy European version of the Lego movie. <laughs> they were kind of classy, right? They were. Yeah. The boxes had like lots of foreign, like German and stuff on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, those were awesome! Had Dragons and you could only get them at like the uh, like the the ritzy toy stores. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah I like that. It's true. It's good. Those were awesome. Good call, Tim. Nice. Anything? No, I didn't play with toys as a child. <laughs> just watch wrestling. Just watch wrestling and read Deadpool comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can make a pretty sweet like Barrel of Monkeys movie. Ooh, like kids walking around, monkeys, and they get out on the loose. And then you got to hook them up. The kid's got to run around and hook them up. Some hijinks would ensue. I did used to play a lot of board games. Did you guys play? Bar- board games like, oh, they haven't made a lot like of Like Don't Break the Ice and Sorry. Cooties. See, this is one of the Hunger things I feel like hippos. they, they tried and failed was the board games thing. What about Pogs? Uh, oh, what if you Jumanji. Like a, what if you made like an intense Pogs like tournament style movie? <laughs> like Over oh the Top? Yeah. Oh, the, oh, yeah. Do it like The Wizard. Yeah. 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 Whoa. <laughs> but set it in the 90s. Now we're like, talking. Set it in the 90s. <laughs> Twin shadows over the top. Now, oh wow, <laughs> wow. Uh huh. Let's get on the script, See? boys. Oh, now we're on. Right, that was fun. Uh, you, we're going to need to know some detailed statistics on Pog tournaments nationwide. Where are they? How many people attend? How many people have died? From what them? are the prizes? Uh, yeah. How what many people the, have uh, suffered slammer, fatalities? Right? Yeah, you got oh, a yeah. Pog slammer. slammer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still have some probably somewhere. Okay. There has I to be some too. sort of kidnap of the hero's daughter or wife or something in the film, though. Mm-hmm. You know? they, bring a, they bring a Pog re- champion retiree like out of retirement. And he's like, <laughs> I put away my Pogs forever. <laughs> I said I'd that. never go back to that life. It's, it's Stallone. It's the president. <laughs> <laughs> it's the president, and they have his daughter, and he has to enroll at a Pog tournament. Right. And he has to enlist the help of like a former Pog champion. Oh, man. This shit writes itself. <laughs> Let's green, green light right now. We'll leak, we'll leak, quotes, the test footage, and then we'll get green lit, and we'll get Ryan Reynolds to pose in front of a fireplace. <laughs> some Pogs. Mm-hmm. He's drenched in Pogs. <laughs> and then uh, we'll get our female audience. <laughs> there it is. Okay, next up, uh, Toho's 29th Godzilla film is going to be by writer Hideaki Anno and special effects supervisor Shinji Higuchi of Evangelion and Attack on Titan fame. 
Willie and Tim, what do you guys think about a more anime-focused, potentially anime-focused kind of Godzilla? Final Wars was kind of that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I feel was... like they kind of headed towards that. I think they got cut off before they could really go full anime-influenced. I mean, because Final Wars was it. So. They haven't made anything since that, right? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down for it. Godzilla, it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, sure. As long as it's not rolling in Rick, we're okay. Right. No, I, I kind of like, like when they start trying to capitalize on like, the fact that there's another, like an American Godzilla movie in there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's make them like, more. I think it's yeah. cool that they refresh series. So I'm good. Yeah. All right. Check it out. Uh, next up, we've got Tom Hardy signed on for three more Mad Max films. Shit. Nick, how do you feel about that? I think the timing of them telling us that is awesome because presumably he's been signed for three more for like the last five years and i think that it the the buzz the reactions to the trailers and people like more than just you know mad max fans and and action movie fans are excited for like people like oh wow like i've I've talked to so many people that are not in this room that have been like those trailers are amazing like that that movie looks really cool i'm really excited for Mm -hmm. that people that i would not expect to be and and admittedly a few of them have said i know nothing about who mad max is but that looks really cool and I think that that they're kind of measuring that and like the social media and having the trailers get unlocked with like likes and shares. And yeah. they've got this barometer out there for how people are responding to it. So I think it's funny. They're like, oh, by the way, there, there could be more. Tom's signed for a few. And yeah, Tom Hardy's kind of like, oh, man, I made this deal six years ago. <laughs> it sounded like the uh, like the plan was originally to shoot Fury Road and then another one called Furiosa back to back. But that ended up falling through after. Ooh, like, Furiosa. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like I Ponderosa. I don't like that. I like it. I think I'm pretty sure that's the name of uh, Charlize Theron's character. Kids, that- ask your parents what Ponderosa. Oh, a no. Ma- a Mad Max themed Ponderosa. Parents don't know what Ponderosa <laughs> is. Uh, but I mean, if there's more, that's cool. As long as as long as this one's good. Yeah, I we'll think I, I just kind of want them to make like one good Mad Max movie. But Mad Max as a franchise is kind of a weird notion because they made the other ones with some space between them. It mm-hmm. wasn't like let's shoot four Mad Max movies and yeah. and the third one's kind of how old is George Miller? That's the director. Yeah, right? uh, I don't know actually. I wonder he's, if he's, he's getting definitely up there. an older gentleman. Yeah, he's yeah, just sixties like, or seventies. I would. Yeah. yeah, he's maybe he's just got all this Mad Max in the system after doing like Happy Feet one through seven or whatever he did. <laughs> yeah. But, Could be. I, don't know. I mean, he must have some ideas because the. I think he's added it in his system for a while. Yeah, yeah, he probably was writing them and then waiting for the time when he could make more. Yeah, I still. I would have almost rather the the Tom Hardy one been like the next one. I still kind of wanted one more Mel Gibson with like mm-hmm. a really like an old weathered like uh, apocalyptic crazed Max played yeah. by Mel. I think that would have been really fun and a franchise that would have actually made sense. But Tom Hardy's portrayal looks pretty good. I'm excited. I could do more as long as this one's good. This one sucks. I'm going to say, all right, why do, why do I want three more? <laughs> I mean, at, the, at the rate we're going for release anyway, Nick, it's probably going to be like 2028 20, by the time we get the last <laughs> one. So yeah, we'll be all right. Maybe Tom will get to Tom play will be ancient. the old wizard yeah, exactly. Max that I've always wanted. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm, ex- I'm very excited. I mean, the, this one just looks amazing. So I'm pretty into it. As well documented on this podcast. Yes. I actually averted my eyes from the trailer when we saw Furious 8. Didn't Alex? Yeah. I did, yeah. Like, I watched, now. I watched like the first thirty to like forty-five seconds, kind of like, kind of wincing and looking through squinted eyes, and then it started to get a little too awesome. And I was like, all right, I gotta just, I gotta <laughs> save something for the theater because yeah. I've heard that they've just been showing you every crazy action beat. But each trailer has had been pretty much all new stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, how much wildness is in this movie? It's a seven-hour-long movie of just bananas, car chases through the desert. <laughs> I guess I'm down for sure. 
All right, finally, we got a little bit of sad news. It might turn around, hopefully, but David Lynch has left the Twin Peaks revival at Showtime. Uh, I don't know if any of us, is anybody here like love, nobody here loves it as much as Rick does, right? Nobody no. in Michigan no. loves Twin Peaks as much as Rick does. <laughs> no. But have Rick you guys loves like Twin Peaks. The first 10 episodes of Twin Peaks are awesome. <laughs> He's then the it's best really... to just ignore it. And then David Lynch left, and yeah. things got bad. So <laughs> the movies, I like, I like Firewalk with me quite a bit. But yeah. this was going to be another series. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think all the stuff that's gen. I mean, I don't know a ton about it, but I mean, just general consensus, I think, with Twin Peaks fans is that anything Lynch didn't touch was a was not very good. Yeah. So I'm kind of concerned about that. If he walks away, they should just abort it. Yeah. But didn't yeah. they? They got like everybody back for it, though, didn't they? Not everybody. It's like it's a fair amount of people. Kyle MacLachlan for sure, but. I don't know. It's it's interesting, and it sounds like like apparently Showtime came to the table and was like, "We thought we were still in negotiations, and we were coming to some kind of consensus on these final few points." And then David Lynch just tweeted that he was leaving. <laughs> so it sounds like Showtime's trying to fix the situation, but I don't know. We don't know. Whatever. I don't know that enough about it. I'm not as well informed as others to weigh yeah. in on whether or not it's good or bad. Right, I've never well, seen a shred of season two. I haven't nah. seen any. I wanted to catch up on it before the revival, but now I'm kind of like, eh. Well, now you've got some time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe forever. <laughs> We've got Wet Hot American <laughs> Summer first. Yeah. You've got at yeah. least until Mad Max 3 comes out, and then you should be good. Oh. Mad Max 6. Mad Max 6, whatever. Yeah. Mad Max Hardy 3. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it for the news segment. Cool. Willie, I'm here to re- inform you that you've been holding your beer wrong because we're reviewing Furious 7. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking the wrong beer, so... And that's true, too. I'm really failing all over. Well, we haven't started reviewing it yet, so from now on, I'll be holding my beer um, like... Like Vin. The way I'm holding it right now. Okay. Uh, so, Furious 7, directed by James Wan, starring Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Lucas Black, Kurt Russell, Natalie Emanuel, and uh, Gal Gadot, and Elsa Pataski, and all kinds of people. Luke Evans... Tony Ja. They're all in there. Yeah, Tony Ja. Everybody's in there. And the synopsis on IMDb says Deckard Shaw seeks revenge against Dominic Toretto and his family for his comatose brother. Spoilers for Fast and Furious. <laughs> That's all it says? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's not overly wordy. It's not ridiculously written. So I'm appreciative of this IMDb. It's kind of synopsis. not really the plot either. It's sort of. There's I mean, lot, it is. There's a lot of plot in this movie. Yeah. 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 So. Anyway, uh, if you want to hear what we thought about almost all or all of the previous Fast and Furious episode or uh, movies, you should listen to our Fast and Furious 6 episode, which came out two years ago at this point. Um, wow. But now we get to talk about Furious 7. Long time in, in the coming. Uh, got pushed back after Paul Walker passed away. Yes, listen to our Running Scared review as well. Yes, yeah, in honor of, of PW. But uh, Nick... What'd you feel about Furious Seven? Ooh, I feel like I should throw it to Tim first as the reigning Furious franchise. Well, Tim, champion. I will take okay. the conch. The Furious, the king. How do you? There's an actual conch sitting. Yeah, on we, the now, we have a conch now. We now have a Bill Murray conch. Where do you blow into it? I, I, you don't yet. It's defective. I'm gonna get a better one. Thanks, Amazon. There you go. Um, <laughs> I've only seen it once. I yep. want to put that out there. I did not get a chance to see it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Come back next week for a second view. Right, right. 
I will review it each time I see it. Like I'll, I'll start recording a review when it comes out on home awesome. video. Yeah, yes. and I'll do just, audio boos. Yeah. Do an audio boo every week. Just be like, liked it less this time. <laughs> liked it a little more this time. <laughs> um, worse than five and six. I think I liked it a lot. I liked it less than five and six. As of right now, I'm leaning towards middle to lower end of the Fast and Furious spectrum on this one. Um, if not for the Paul Walker stuff in this movie, which was handled very well and it was very touching, I it has a lot going. It's a very busy movie, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure it needs to be as busy as, as it is. I think it takes away, and I think a more streamlined story would have helped it a lot. Um, I think it focuses on it focuses on Dom and Letty. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody cares really about Dom and Letty, <laughs> like even the most hardcore of Fast and Furious fans. I mean, unless you count Vin, who cares a lot <laughs> about Dom and Letty. But um, the, the arguably the biggest Fast and Furious fan yeah. in both actual size and <laughs> yes, yes, fandom. Yeah, um, <laughs> he might. He's a bigger Riddick fan. Um, <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> and a bigger Rihanna fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are, I mean, it has its charms, and that's I need to see it a couple times. The reason I'm putting it towards the middle because even the ones that I think are worst movies all around in this, I think have their charms for me that mm. I enjoy them a little more. Um, there are there is quite a bit I liked about this. The mountain chase in this is amazing. Mm. Like that entire sequence is awesome. Um, the I mean, the characters are still the characters, so they're still a lot of fun. But we'll get into spoilers. But there are some there are some big flaws and big holes with this movie. Um, and I know it's a Fast and Furious movie, but still. But they've <laughs> they've walked themselves into critical territory right. with five and six. So <laughs> this is not going to win Best Picture, like Vin predicted. No, I don't think so. I think six was a better contender. I think six. I think five and six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, so yeah, I liked a lot of the callbacks. Um. The action, <laughs> for the most part, is still pretty, pretty impressive. James Wan does it. It's a pretty admirable job of this because this should be a disaster, to be honest with you, with all that went on. I yeah. mean, because he's still got a tie to get. There's still a lot of loose ends that I didn't realize were still loose ends mm-hmm. until I watched this movie that he's got to tie together and make work. Plus the Paul Walker thing yeah. that works well enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, I. It's hard to knock a movie for what it did so um the fact that it's not a complete like unmitigated disaster i think is pretty impressive (laughs) i mean that's on the poster yeah Uh, right (laughs) it's not a complete unmitigated disaster tim long midwest film (laughs) so yeah um it's it misses han and it misses um uh gail gadow's character giselle Giselle. and Honestly, and I know he's still in the movie. It misses Paul Walker's. It misses Brian O'Connor quite does, a bit. Yeah. I mean, those are the, those are kind of the heart and soul of these movies. And all that's left after that is Dom and Letty. And Meat oh heads. boy, oh boy, <laughs> is that not what you Letty want? Letty without her memory. Yeah, and God bless those two for trying because they try really hard to have chemistry, but they do not. <laughs> they couldn't any less. So. Um, <laughs> I've been pretty negative, but there's quite a bit I liked, and I'll get into that. Okay. Now? Later. In the spoilers. (laughs) Right now. Uh, (laughs) Nick or Willie, who wants to go? Uh, I'll go. Fight to the death now. I'm I'm in agreement with Tim on kind of the placement of it. I'm a little bit higher on it than Tim is. Um, 
I did enjoy the the way that the situation was handled, and we'll get into that a little bit um, with Paul Walker. And I yeah, thought it was great that the situation got away from the Jersey Shore and came to be in this movie. <laughs> yes, no, yes. I'm glad he, he he's, <laughs> he's the new Brian O'Connor. It's it's a wonderful casting choice. He's he's actually not in the movie at no, all. No, thank sorry. goodness. Um, sorry for for bringing the Jersey Shore back into anybody's consciousness. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, th- I forgot about it, man. Although um, Iggy Azalea is, is in the movie. That's true. That's yeah, true. I forgot about that. And it too. raised a collective, what the hell, from the audience. I don't even know who that is. So yeah, <laughs> That kind of fits in Fast and Furious. A little bit. Lord, to be no, fair, to Ja Rule and Ludacris are in these movies, too. So, yeah. You know. yeah. Which, least, by the way, there's a fantastic article about Ja Rule that Tim sent me that we should put a link to in the in the yeah All right, episode, because it it's great. Um Yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed the movie. It's not as good as 5 and 6. <laughs> it really isn't. Uh, it's kind of a mess. In terms of it wants to do way too many things. I mean, it's you've got plots about Kurt Russell and Jason Statham and other people that may or may not be spoilers. And it, it gets a little bit wonky. I mean, there's there's some issues in terms of just like people showing up and then just disappearing for no real discernible reason. Kind of like, why did you put this person in this movie? Yeah. Especially in said person only has one line and can't deliver it. Um, <laughs> Ronda Rousey. Um, <laughs> and... But the set pieces are pretty solid, I thought. I don't think anything except for maybe the um, the skydive slash mountainside thing can top the stuff from Fast Five and Fast Six. I think some of the stuff at the end, the end battle, it's cool, but it does not it just doesn't feel as big in scope to me, even though it technically is. Yeah. Um, I liked some of the new additions. I liked Kurt Russell. He was a welcome addition. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about him because Kurt Russell kind of sleepwalks nowadays. So... Uh, but he was good. He was having fun. Well, he woke up. Yeah, yeah. he did. Some, somebody, somebody, Vin came and kissed him and woke him, awoke him from his slumber. Vin, Vin did a Rihanna dance to bring him out. And yeah, if, if anything can wake Kurt Russell up, it's that. Um, so yeah, he was he was a lot of fun. I enjoyed him. I hope he he's able to perhaps make a return engagement at some point. Um, I liked uh, Natalie Emanuel. Um, I, I like I like her in Game of Thrones. She's gorgeous. She's she's a solid actress. I like that she adds a little bit of uh, the new flavor because she's British. And I, I like the Tim has talked before about the international cast, and oh, I like that. Yeah. I like the the international cast, and that kind of adds to it. So I'm down. I think it's cool to have her in there. She serves a different purpose than most of the other people on the on the on the crew. So yeah. And there's some fun play with her and Ludacris and her and uh, Tyrese, which which is fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which. They are at on their A game in this one. Uh, my two boys that I love very, very much. Um, they are. I'm getting real deep here, guys. They uh, they're great. They're really a lot of fun, and especially Ty. I mean, Tyrese just. Oh man, he shines. Shines brightly. He shines like brightly. only he can. So no, I, I enjoyed the film. I I think it's it's got some issues. I want to see it again at some point, but um, yeah, right now it's it's kind of in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Nick, your thoughts? Furious 8, the next one. Yes. Uh, you and I saw it. Yeah, just us. <laughs> Private engagement. Um, this one, 7, is... It's okay. I think it, it absolutely ranks below 5 and 6, and I dare say I actually like 4 better. And because 4, like like Willie put it really well, it's like a Michael Mann Fast and Furious movie, <laughs> which I kind of like. Uh I think six six is better in every way. It balances everything much more nicely. It gives en- enough screen time to every character. Everybody has their moment. I think the effects are a lot stronger. I think the stunts are better. I think the set pieces are better. Everyone's better in six except for The Rock. I think is actually 
maybe better in seven because at that point he they let him just be like just play yourself yeah you don't need to play Hobbs just play the rock and he's like all right and uh it's a it's a hot mess I think when they were in the writing room and they threw darts at the board to figure out the plot they accidentally hit Mission Impossible Five's plot instead of Fast and Furious Seven's <laughs> plot because it makes no sense like yeah. from from the it would not even get off off of the the landing strip because it just is so not the right plot for this movie which is unfortunately i think what weighs it down the most it's just it's wrong the whole time i was like i i never felt any danger for any of the characters or any sense of anything because i was like this movie is literally an episode of gi joe it's so over the top i it felt like there were no stakes to me yeah which is disappointing because fast and furious has an un, an unusual knack for making me feel like these characters are in danger a and B, actually being concerned about their welfare, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yep. But in this movie, the whole time, I was just sitting back like, oh, all right. And at one point, uh, my girlfriend leaned over and she's like, oh, my God, you think he's okay? I was like, yeah, he's okay. He's <laughs> fine. Everyone in this movie's fine. They're fine. They're going to be great. It's become the entourage of... Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It's just, it's really, really silly. Uh, the villain is wildly uncompelling. Uh, Luke Evans is way, way more entertaining as the, the villain of, of Six, and the, the even the, the like drug lord, gang lord in Brazil is is more compelling in Five, <laughs> and he's barely in it. So it's uh, Jason Statham, you know, he's fine. He he does his thing, but that's I think is kind of the problem. He's he's kind of like the Joker in The Dark Knight, but not in a good way. He just shows up at like key plot points, like they wrote the script, and they're like, and this is where Jason Statham drops in and just plunk him in right there and then he has an action sequence and he leaves and he's not interesting in the least uh but kurt russell is a polar opposite and he's a lot of fun yeah so uh it does have it does have its good it's good things like it most of the established cast is is very good uh a lot of the driving is cool some of the gunplay is neat uh but it's so far over the top that obviously five and six got pretty out there but there was still part of me that was like you yeah, maybe that could happen but <laughs> It's not super likely, but or even remotely likely, but I can maybe believe it happening because wild things happen. Sometimes people survive things they shouldn't. But this whole movie, I was like, this is just bonkers. <laughs> it was fun to watch, but not fulfilling. Okay. So it was like five and six are like really amazing pieces of like pie that's like your your grandma baked, and it's just amazing from top to bottom. The crust is great, the filling's great. You feel so good when you're done. And seven is a Snickers. So like. <laughs> I'm not mad I ate it. It's satisfying, but ultimately I forgot about it, and I probably won't eat another one for a while. So. <laughs> this week of the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast is brought to you by Snickers. Yeah. Snickers. You'll forget about it. It's brought to you by my grandma's pie. It's a double actually. review because we get a review of a Snickers. <laughs> I think that summed up a Snickers okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot more to say in terms of the movie. I did enjoy it, but I think five and six are far superior. Uh, the third act of six is some of the best Fast and Furious that there ever has been, and there's, you know, I don't know that they'll ever beat it. And um, I felt like like Dom or uh, Deckard Shaw. I felt like Jason Statham was just so massively undercharacterized. Like not that like uh, Luke Evans got a ton of screen time last time around, but they at least gave you little interjections about him and Letty and their crew and like what they're doing and why they want to do it. That the revenge spree that Jason Statham is going on, just ultimately you don't get anything more than, Oh, I'm going to kill you because you hurt my brother. 
And that would be um, – I'm, I'm going to stick up for Statham a little bit. And that – honestly, if that was the straight – that was kind of what I was hoping for. was yeah. like slasher Jason, if it was Statham, just Jason Statham just kind of showing up out of nowhere and like trying to kill them because he kind of does. And they point it out in the movie. The problem is it does – it feels like they threw a dart. It's like they said they have that plot built in, the revenge. And mm-hmm. I think that's what James Wan originally said he wanted to do. But then it's almost like – well, we got to try to go bigger too. So then they threw in the Jiman Hansu stuff that is so out there that yeah. it doesn't fit. The, the two things don't fit at all. It, it should have, to me, it should have been just Jason Statham's character hunting down the fast crew. Like that's a way that would have been really interesting just yeah. to see them trying to be on the run and be. But I under, from him. That would have been better in every way. And you could give him a crew, too. I mean, they gave yep. his brother a crew in the last one. I think that would be fine. I don't think there's an issue with that. If they're all kind of super crazy trained killers, that sole purpose is to kill the entire... Th- I mean, that would be cool. Yeah. But I also think that they looked at five and six and went, oh, man, like we got to try to top this somehow. Yeah. Like That's what the audience is expecting. And mm-hmm. I think that, in a way, it is. But I also think the audience is there for the characters, too, at this point. So I don't know if it was necessary. Honestly, yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, I think I think there's a lot about the movie that is fun, and and you have a good time seeing it, especially if you have liked the the past few and you are into the Fast and the Furious. But um, you look like you want to say something. Yeah, I feel really bad because everything I said was negative, but the 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 send off to Paul Walker is really great. Oh, it's the, the way the way the movie ends is excellent. I think it's the best part of the movie. It's yeah, yeah. Could be, yeah. The to me at least, that's what I enjoyed the most. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I can't talk too much more without getting into spoilers. About yeah, it. yeah, we'll we'll get into spoilerary in a second. But I, you know, I don't know how much more I want to say really without without, without breaking into yeah. spoilers. It's hard to talk about the plot in in even in general. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll go to spoilerary. So stick tuned. We'll be right back for Spoiler Terry for Furious 7 and maybe 8 as well. Here we are in Spoiler Terry for Furious 7. Nick, what were you going to say? I was literally, literally just going to say I actually completely forgot that Jimin Hounsou was in this movie yeah. <laughs> until yeah. he walked out. And I was like, oh, what? All right. That's okay. Well, the God, they even comment on it because they have to basically chase down this thing called the God's Eye yep. that um, his character is after as well. Yep. Kurt Russell. And that's this is my biggest problem with the movie is that it basically dom is triple x in this movie mm-hmm. he gets recruited by kurt russell who's sam jackson and triple x and says like oh Ooh. like i'm gonna use you and it's just it's it's so weird because i like that whole time I'm like come on guys t- dial it back and it's a fast and furious movie but like that was the leap i couldn't make was that like the, kurt russell's character was going to recruit see now but uh, but i'm having trouble right now in the moment i haven't sat down and thought about this enough which is something i should have done after we saw the movie but why is that that much different than The Rock coming to them and saying, I have this guy, Owen Shaw, who's an ex-military who's trying to steal a chip? It just because the Rock, the Rock thing felt more, more organic because Rock is kind of off the grid as, as his own like, agent at that point. And they also owe him. They had established point. a relationship at and, least there. Yeah. And Owen Shaw or uh, 
Yeah, Owen Shaw. Yeah, yep. Owen Shaw's team was car heist based. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think he was like, to beat them, I have to think like them. I don't think like them. I okay. need other I, scoundrels that think like them. I think yeah. one of the problems for me with that, with him being approached, it's, it's ridiculous, but oh, it, yeah. it, it makes more sense than yeah. this movie. With them I, being, I, a, sorry, with him them being approached by Kurt Russell, I think one of my problems is, wouldn't who would you go to approach, Dom or Brian O'Connor? You'd go to the guy who's actually worked for the government on more than one occasion. Right. Who used that, to be a that fed. felt a little weird to me. Like my guess is it probably had something to do with not being able to use him because that's a scene that Brian O'Connor would usually be in. Sure. Him and Dom would be right there Maybe. together talking yeah. to Kurt Russell because that's kind of always the way it's been. And if I recall, the early rumors were that Kurt Russell was his dad. Was playing Brian O'Connor's in, dad. And I almost right. wonder if. Ooh. Oh, that, that would have been a better movie. Yeah, I almost wonder if that had something to do with it. It almost explains still, the wink, doesn't it? You. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah, you're right. Maybe yeah. he's still his dad, and we don't know because he even says, "I never really knew my dad." Like in the movie, they, he mentions he his dad have, a couple he times. Does have in the that series, bit doesn't about he? he never knew his dad, so maybe Kurt Russell is his dad still. And it's just maybe this is turning into fan fiction. No, but no, the it's tough with, with this movie, and it's such a weird movie in that way. It's just because you're sitting there the whole time, like wondering, like what was what it going to be? What was it going to be with Paul Walker? Because. I mean, they do the best they can, but they're, he seems to be using a lighter role, but he's always off to the side, and it's best when he's kind of the focal point in these movies, and Dom's off to the side. Yeah. And for it to be role reverse, you can tell it's a little... It threw me a little, mm-hmm. and I think it distracted me. It doesn't work as well. No, it doesn't. Tom's a very hard person to relate to. Yes. <laughs> like, like, I mean, you just look at him, you're like, I don't get that. I don't understand this. <laughs> and like, then very few people actually do. And then he can't understand it because you don't um, Right, I'm so, the, yeah. The, <laughs> I'm the wheel man. Wait. <laughs> the problem is, even before that, like, who do you approach? Okay, Someone, some, some hacker supermodel designs the most dangerous thing that's ever been created that can be used for incredible evil. And it's this one little thing, and she's been kidnapped. Who do you approach? Like a crack team of government wetworks agents that are used to like breaking in somewhere unnoticed, getting what they need, and leaving before anyone even knows? Or a bunch of people really good at driving? Not to mention, <laughs> the people that are really good at driving have a death machine on their backs that you're aware of that's going to follow them around and fuck up your plans yes, the whole yes, time. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's uh, ridiculous. Just a total, it's... a total, yeah, fly in the ointment. And they're all multiple times wanted felons and like, you're the kind of guys I want. You've got, you've got pizzazz. I, I want that. Yeah. yeah. I don't want guaranteed success with the most, <laughs> with this incredible one of a kind thing. Oh, and, and the funny part is, Kurt I would have a great time watching it happen. Kurt Russell's character never seems concerned about their performance <laughs> no. at all. He's always like, yeah, "That was close, guys." <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey the, the machine that's going to kill everyone is still out there. You know that, right, Kurt? Yeah, we'll get it. It's cool. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no concern there from. And I mean, some of the stuff you have to forget because it, or like forgive because it's just. It's fast and furious, but yeah. I mean, there is a certain extent where you kind of go, okay, all right. See, but that's, but that's the, the thing is, I feel like there isn't much in five and six where I have to say, well, but it's fast and the furious. Like those are like right. actually really entertaining movies on and their they own work right. within their own universe. The rules they've set up in their own universe. Totally. And I don't, yeah, I don't know if this one does. It, like yeah. it, I'm sad that we're now going back to, but it's fast and the furious movie. So yeah, it shouldn't be an excuse. And I don't, I don't, what's funny is with the older ones, I don't scratch my, like, it doesn't even phase me. Even in this one, when stuff happens like Brian O'Connor running up the side of a bus, it's ridiculous. It's the dumbest thing. It's almost as dumb as Dom and Letty catching each other in the, in the last one. <laughs> but it, it's really stupid, but it's Fast and the Furious. So I'm like, hey, whatever. They've done crazier stuff than this. I buy into it. Somebody raised a good point with me. I forget who it was, but uh, we, we actually talked about that a while back, whether or not the Dom and Letty, like, oh, and I said the physics of it all would make them just sink. Like, they would drop immediately when they hit each other in mid-air. 
And uh, somebody was like, but look at Vin Diesel. Like, how much more momentum? It was Gojo, yeah. Yeah, Go- <laughs> Gojo was like, Vin Diesel's got so much more momentum than, than she does. So it, it, it three, might work three out. times her mass. They, they both die, <laughs> but they, they would make it on the other side of the, of the overpass. But it didn't, it didn't bother you that much. You laughed, you clapped, you went, okay, ha yeah, and when mm-hmm. That was the one moment of the movie that makes you kind of go, uh... And in this movie, that happens in the first ten minutes. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that really, really bothered me in terms of realism. <laughs> realism uh, is uh, for some strange reason, Dom crashes his car on purpose like a thousand times. Oh, in this I movie. know. <laughs> and he destroys it really, every car he it owns. It bugs me. It really does because yeah. part of this franchise and the characters was 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 kind of built on the idea of them being skilled drivers, not just fuck it, drive off the mountain, <laughs> fuck it, drive into Jason. <laughs> it's a means, to, means to an end. I mean, it's. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, uh, that got old after a while. I'm like, Dom, you're gonna die at some point. Like, this is going to kill you. Like, and that was the dumb thing. Like, it, the the moment when his decision was to to reverse or to drive off of a cliff. Yeah, I was sitting there, and it was why it was building up to that, and I was like, okay, that's the only possible way out of this I can see. But that's really, really a terrible, terrible idea. And he started kicking up all the dust, and for some reason, they weren't just firing every weapon they had <laughs> into the dust. They were like sitting waiting to see what happens. And I was like, okay, maybe he's using this as a smoke screen and get out of the car, and then like. But no, he just ends up driving it off a cliff anyway. <laughs> and, and putting his hand on the roof so that he can yes. stop it from being... That was, it was pretty smart. That was pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> it was just ridiculous. And then oh. at the end of the movie, he like falls like two stories and he's like dead. And no, he, everyone, yeah. And everyone's like, no! And Brian's like, let me do CPR. I'm like, no, hug him. He will come back to life. Just let me explain to his unconscious form. That was weird. That, that was remember. like a weird like, Sleeping Beauty thing going on. That right. was so just, just dumb. And I was like, oh. Yeah. But that's, I mean, yeah, that's the We turned into Vindy's. <laughs> I mean, even before that, when, when Jason stayed them in Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel sounds like a didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm pushing us too far off the rails. <laughs> yeah, we're over time now. Um, that's it for our episode. Uh, Vin and Jason Salem each with two giant wrenches, just like gladiator <laughs> uh, sword fighting each other. I was like, what the fuck is this? I like, like that part. I was okay really? with that. Oh I was like, if it, that, like, but that was another thing with the movie is at times it almost, it's getting to the point, but it's the seventh movie and it's hard not to, it slips into self-parody a little, but when that music kicks up that they use in the background for the beginning of that fight, it's really funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I really, um, one more, can I, one more kind of negative thing. No, and then I want I want to get ahead. to some positives. Yeah, but, yeah, so do I. Um, yeah. But I brought this up. It was really weird, and the, this is the most distracting thing with the Paul Walker. The, it's really weird in your final battle in the third act, the him versus Tony Jaw battle, to never see the main character's face yeah. at all in the third. Like, and I brought like everybody always complained like, oh, "What does Spider Man lose his mask all the time?" Ooh. And like, well, this is why it's because it's weird not to see your main character's face yeah. in this. Like, you need to see his reaction because they. He's not in it. I mean, it's just his stunt double the whole time or his brother from afar away. It's super shadowy. It's a very See, shadowy movie that's, at times. Like I, I, <laughs> I appreciate a lot of the trickery that they did in order to kind of alleviate this issue. But mm-hmm. I, what, what makes me sad is that knowing all this, I'm just sitting there watching and really aware of those moments of like, yeah. what trickery are they doing? I almost wish that they would have put out a statement that was like... Um, Paul Walker finished all of his scenes, and but we need some time to kind of reorganize the movie and make it work right. in a way that is a little more sensible. If they would have done that, and I wouldn't have been completely 
expecting that there are CG Paul Walkers or tricks being used to obscure his face, I wouldn't have been waiting for it the whole time. That stuff bothered. I mean, I noticed it a few times. That stuff bothered me less though than than just the lack of Brian O'Connor in the movie. Yeah, that's to me. That's that's really the biggest blow to the film is is him that character not being. There's just scenes where, where just having watched all the movies before and, and multiple times now and, and and being kind of a fan of the franchise, you expect him to be in certain key scenes. And when he's not there, you're like, what's Brian doing? Like, yeah. why is why yeah. is why is he not there? So it, it it is funky. It feels weird. And and. All you guys are absolutely right about the fact that I mean, I mean Dom cannot carry a movie. <laughs> he can't do it. It's not there's a reason why Brian O'Connor isn't too fast and Dom well, there's other reasons, but <laughs> there's a reason for it. See, but the weird thing is I feel like they were still headed towards this like I I could totally see the Paul's gonna or excuse me, uh Brian's gonna have another kid and he's gonna exit the business. Like I think that was in the script, regardless yeah. Yeah. of... And that's the stuff that works best. It's, yeah. It is the stuff that works best, but it's like, where were they going to go from here? Like they want, It's like they wanted Paul Walker to take an exit. Like, Do they really think Vin could lead, lead, can, can Dom lead this family? Yeah, uh, James Warren was talking a little bit about it at one of the screenings, the early screenings they had, and he had said that the ending is uh, totally different, obviously. I mean, they, that yeah. much is obvious. I mean, they, I, I will say this. There there are some people online complaining that the ending gets too meta. And look, yeah, they, they are clearly stopping being characters at that point, and it's clearly Vin Diesel and Tyrese and Michelle Rodriguez and so on and so forth talking about Paul Walker. They're not talking about Brian O'Connor like somebody who's just not going to hang out with them anymore. They're talking about somebody who's dead. Yeah. Like, get over it. Like this, this is to me that's ridiculous. Like to to criticize that moment because of that. Clearly, this is a coda on the film. The film's already over. This is just a moment to say goodbye to that character and that actor. I, I that bugs me. That drives me nuts. Like, cut it out. You're seriously going to get that upset about this in a Fast and the Furious movie? I I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but it just bugs me. That that ending didn't bother me at all. No, I thought it was totally fitting. So, and it's it's just kind of nice, like to see them split off on the path, and it was cool. It was a nice little. I don't know. I enjoyed it. No, that was really sweet. Yeah, that ends my rant. But it, I've seen people bitching about that, and I'm like, seriously, come on. Like, it's it's that's, get over it. I think it's dumb. Like yeah. I, I get it, like but it's dumb. The movie, the movie was so beyond being a good movie, like a great movie at that point. Anyway, it didn't bother me. But if the movie was on the level of like six, and that it had all that, I would have been annoyed. Because I would have been like, just it's a movie. Because it, it turns into a music video at the end. Well, yeah, yeah it does. And that it bothered does. me. I was like, I don't need to see literally a solid minute of old Paul Walker clips. Like it, that I thought that was way too much. See, that didn't bother me because it's not. That's not necessarily out of this franchise's wheelhouse. I mean, if we look at the opening of Fast Six, it's it's literally just a montage of everything that's happened before. So I was like, yeah, All that's right. fine. That's a to some, a that's, a song. That's so. a <laughs> that's like a last time on Fast and Furious. Yeah. Like, it, it got, I mean, initially when they showed, like, a couple clips of him, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then it just kept going. And I was like, all right, this is just getting weird. And at that point, I was like, whatever. I checked out of this movie an hour ago, so <laughs> it's fine. I did, I mean, the moment on the beach was cool, and each of them getting their own little moment of, like, admiring him. And then, like, the final sequence with him and Dom was excellent. Mm-hmm. That was 10 out of 10, for sure. It was awesome. Yeah, none of, none of it bad. Yeah, I was good with it. It was a great final shot. Yeah. 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 Um... What else did I like? You need to talk about uh, some of your favorite Dom traits coming back into play. In Dom traits? Yeah, some of his, your favorite things that he does. Now, Dom <laughs> is very good at times. 
Um, no. <laughs> he gets married in a wife beater and white yes. pants in this movie, and it's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. Um, oh. He also, I mean, there's the Corona thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They make mention of Corona. Uh, he has a bucket of Corona. Corona or Corona? <laughs> Excuse me. He holds it like a jackass, <laughs> as as Dom can only do. Um, so, Dom Dom is an endearing character in small dose or off to the side, and this is. It, but I like him because he's such a goofball. Mm-hmm. Is he? He's a hard ass, but he's a dork, and, <laughs> and like it, that's the problem with relating to him. Um, I do like him and Rocks uh, Hobbs. Uh, I like their their bro downs, their bro offs. They're really fun together, and that's where I'm kind of hoping at this point. Because if we're gonna get ridiculous with this, I think Rock needs to be in it more. Well, yeah. he's kind of a perfect mixture of that perfect marriage of of Paul Walker and Rock can Vin gr- Diesel in a weird way. Rock <laughs> can almost ground that in a, in his own way because he's he's a superhero, but he's still. He's still the rock. And they introduce his daughter in this, yeah. which I liked quite a bit. Is that actually his daughter? No, no. Okay. No, I don't think so. I was hoping so. <laughs> That'd be cool. Rock is, this is the, the Fast and Furious movies know exactly how to use the rock. Yeah. I wish oh, more yeah. movies would take note on how to Let do him this. do wrestling moves. Let him do wrestling moves. Movies. Let him say things that are just completely ridiculous. <laughs> like his line in this movie is, I'm going to beat him so bad, he's going to wish his mama never opened her legs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, only, like, only Rock at this point, I think, can deliver that line. Um, I kind of, part of me, um, God, the, the Rock-Statham fight at the beginning is so cool. I kind of want the next movie to just be two hours of Rock and Statham fighting. It was, it was really good. And yeah. then the ending when he shuts him in his, in his cell, and then they just kind of have like a stare down. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> want to see a spinoff of just Rock just tracking down <laughs> Deckard Shaw? <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, both the Shaws are alive still. Mm-hmm. And yep. I kind of like that. We could get a Rock and Vin versus the Shaw brothers. Helen Mirren? Helen, Helen Mirren. As Shaw mom? She, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. She wants to be in the franchise. Mama Shaw. Yeah. She wants to be in the what is what did you didn't hear this? No. She announced, she like came out and said, I don't remember where it was, it was some something, some yeah. press thing. And she's like she's like, I really want to be in the next Fast and the Furious. Like I re- like I need this day. Like she was very excited about it. Yeah. She has excellent. That's taste. pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think she'd be great, but yeah. Um <laughs> This is uh <laughs> Tyrese's best performance since Too Fast. I think his finest hour. He's really funny at this at times. Um the audience ate him up. Yep. Ate him oh, up. Yeah. It's hard not to eat up Tyrese. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> I liked the introduction. The only problem I have with the introduction of the female hacker is um, she's basically Luda. Yeah. But, uh, oh, we can action hero Ludacris in this. We do. Uh, oh, my God. Ludacris gets in a fight scene, and I kind of bought it. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so did I, weirdly. Enough. I was like, okay, cool. Like, he, lived, he was pretty quick. He's kind of wiry. Mm-hmm. I'm all right with it. Um, but I almost think you might have to beef up her role in the second one and then ha- make them an item mm-hmm. in that one because they're kind of they're kind of a cute couple, Ludacris yeah, and they, that. They were, they were some sparks flying. Yeah, that was fun. I, I think that might be a way to continue on this friend uh, with some heart because the problem is you've got to move away from Dom and Letty because um, yeah. it kind of it's run its course. You kind of need to start to move, move away from the old crew in general. Yeah, I think they so, too. To start bringing in a lot of new blood and make them good. You've got to be careful, though, because you don't want it to turn into, like, Fast and Furious in the next generation at yeah. times. You don't want it to feel like that. You've got to make sure 
Um, you don't want to turn it into like the last three seasons of the Lost, where they start introducing characters, and you're like, I like the old ones. <laughs> um, well, they could they could maybe. Uh, the rumor was that they had signed on Lucas Black and and Bow Wow. That might not be because Lucas Black is pretty likable. Um, I hope that Ludacris and Tyrese make fun of Bow Wow the whole time. That that would be great. They just pick on him. <laughs> yeah, Tyrese is finally happy that there's somebody else. Somebody else for Ludacris on. to pick on. I love that. Uh, the first like the. Worst thing, other than killing Han, like the next thing he does is blow up the house. Jason Statham's character yeah, blows up. I know. Because they spent that whole time, that whole last movie, someone compared it to killing Newt. And <laughs> they're like, they spent that whole last movie trying to get that damn house back. And the first thing he does is blow it up. I'm like, oh, what an evil move. And so I. <laughs> what of a line. <laughs> That's Tom lane. I mean, Statham at this point is just, he's just being Jason Statham. So whatever. I mean, I don't think anybody should expect more from him, really. <clears throat> I think he's kind of, he's kind of said, like, this is what I'm going to do from now on. Like, you don't expect too much from me, guys. Just be gruff. Be gruff. Man. Yeah. And it, it works for him. I, and I think the movie would have worked better if he was the only villain. Or Definitely. Yeah. I just wish we got to spend a little more time with him. I do, too. I mean, like, and that's, I mean, I wish I got to spend a little more time with him all the time. Big, gruff man. True. He works out at circuses. He just where he trains. He trains at circuses. Like, he lifts, like, elephants and stuff, I think. <laughs> that is a great story. <laughs> um, that's, that's new. Um, I, I read a story, like, there someone was like a movie blogger so it was like so there's this couple behind me and they were just like dry humping each other and making out with each other in front of everybody and I turned around and it was Jason Statham and his model girlfriend and they were just at some film junket party just like all over each other just going That's nuts <laughs> like, all the great Jason Statham stories yeah, what do you say to him you can't say anything to him <laughs> As you were. Look for the Midwest Jason Statham Nerds podcast hosted by Tim Long. Right. I just tell stories of Statham. And then Nick comes out and we talk about Nick Cage's houses. (laughs) Oh, you don't remember when we were going to do that. I remember it. We're going to talk about... I mean, I'm still down. We were going to talk about Nick Cage's mansions. (laughs) Tour Europe and all of his his various castles. It could be a show for Discovery. (laughs) And Anthony Bourdain, step aside. You have enough shows. Let's let's talk talk about something interesting. Ronda Rousey was better in Expendables, right? Yeah. I mean, she wasn't good, no. but she yeah. was, like, I remember coming out of that going, oh, she's not bad. Like, I'm kind of looking forward to this. Oh, boy. And this, she was. She was bad. I, I, I said to Nick, I think I missed I missed Gina Carano a little bit, which is saying a lot. You no, know, it is. As somebody who loves Haywire. I actually felt the opposite. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, because Gina Carano didn't try with any of her lines. She just says them. Ronda Rousey at least gave it a gave it a hell of a swing. <laughs> she's she's very like I mean it's it's a really bad delivery, but she tries really hard yeah. to be like sarcastic and aloof and intimidating all at the same time. And Gina Carano literally walks into the scene and she's just like, "Hey, boss," uh, and she just like reads the words. Gina Carano has one line in in six where she tries right when they're coming back from being ambushed by like Shaw's crew. Mm-hmm. She has one line where she tries to be sarcastic and she has this look on her face after she after she delivers it where she's kind of like nailed it. <laughs> got, got it, Gina, and it doesn't work. But Rhonda, at least she at least tried. I, I applaud her for going for it. Right. But f- whatever. Their fight scene was fun. Yeah, it's a fun fight scene. Yeah. I mean, all the action in this is good. That's what, I mean. The action is good. It's just it's such a it's a tough movie. I I, mean, <laughs> I still yeah. feel like uh, they do a really really good job of putting Michelle Rodriguez up against people that would just destroy. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and her oh, fight yeah. her fight with uh, Gina Carano and Six, I buy way more. 
I'm like, okay, there's a lot of variables here. It's just the two of them. They're in a subway. Michelle Rodriguez would have died eight different times before oh, she yeah. even got to Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah. Those are like professional. I don't care how the tough streets you grew up on. You'll be dead. You'll be dead. Your face is gone. Your face is gone. The same reason Dom is dead instantly when fighting Jason Statham. And, and everyone in this movie dies right away except for The Rock. Well, no, he killed oh, everybody. Oh, my God. It was, it was just too much. But. So it's bad when the rock versus or the rock versus the drone is the most believable fight in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, the that rock shooting down a drone or killing a drone with an train. ambulance <laughs> is more believable. And then it's, ripping out its minigun and shooting down a helicopter. Like when, that. He, when he walks out of that ambulance with that big gun. Oh what a dream. When, when, when he, he flexes comes, out of his cast. When he flexes that entire sequence. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> No, when, when he when he just kicks out, <laughs> yeah, when, he just kicks out the windshield and just steps out of it, even though it's like a full, it's just on the. He's ground as tall sideways. as it is sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. <laughs> no, it is. It is abs- And the whole audience collectively was like, "Yes," because we needed this moment of reality. Believe it or not, we're like, "Thank you, The Rock, to bring some levity <laughs> to this movie." Because I I believe him doing that. Yeah, I know. Vin totally. Diesel doing any of the things he does this movie don't make any sense because I'm like you're kind of a fat guy that can just lift <laughs> really heavy things. You have you have really big arms, but that's all you can do. Oh you God. can't. I forgot about him lifting the car. Oh my God! That, yeah, that moment actually almost killed me. Like, like I'm not joking. I actually, I started like I was started laughing in mid swallow of a bunch of crunch, mm-hmm. and it got stuck in my throat, and I almost there, died. There are so, so many better ways to handle that. Like, have have just one line where Brian's like, "You sure?" And he's like, uh, "Try." Like, acknowledge how stupid it is. But instead, mm-hmm. they're like, "Next phase of the plan: I pick up a car, you go under it." Like, yeah, check, yeah. got it. Done. <laughs> Brian just slide. It was so dumb. I was like, "What the hell?" Give me a line about the car being like made of some sort of light, right, something, right. anything, please. Super carbon somehow fiber. explain it was it was stupid. It just also and, and Gojo started to explain it. He goes, "Well, it is a supercar that can go 280 miles an hour, so it's probably insanely light." And Alex goes, "That's true." And then Gojo goes, "Although it is bulletproof, so it's probably <laughs> a lot of armor in there." <laughs> so never mind what I just said. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. And then oh, let's man. drive it through three buildings. Well, that was great. Totally, I liked it. Totally okay with that part. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of like, well. I feel I feel bad because I feel like we really we really ragged on it, and, and there are some really cool things about it, and I think overall it does succeed. I, I I truly think that I think it still holds up with a lot of the fast franchise. It's a fun watch, but it, it definitely deviated from the course they set up. I think. Yeah, and, and yeah, I've come to grips with nothing. Yeah, I've come to grips with. I I don't think any of these movies are going to top five because five is such an amazing like. Just a weird concoction. Like, it just comes together so well. And it shouldn't at all. And then six is just so much fun, too. Six is almost a continuation of five. It's yeah. kind of the two of them are almost like one movie. Yep. And um, and as far as like one, I mean, two is two's an acquired taste. I've admitted that. And and one has its early charms as well. So, I mean, they all kind of, they all will. And I think this might age a little better than I, now that I the expectations maybe are lower for me. But I, I still think I would probably rank it towards the near bottom. So, so right now, final final question here: Do we want the, the franchise to continue? I don't think that's even. A, I mean, a, oh, it's continuing. It's going to. Do so. I want to? But do you, do you want it to? Do you think there's a point in them going on? Yeah, I do. I walked out. All right, this week is uh, <laughs> no. I walked out thinking no, and then I started thinking of ways that they could go with it because I walked out thinking like. Han and Brian are gone. Um, There's Giselle, no point anymore. Giselle's gone. Uh, like, why? Like, those are the people you relate to. Those are the people you connect with. And then I realized I really kind of want to see more Hobbs. And I wouldn't mind seeing more 
Ludacris and Tyrese with Hobbs. And then maybe if they bring back Lucas Black's character. And then maybe if they do this. So I feel like, but the thing is, I feel like The Rock's been working towards exiting the franchise as well. Right. Like, I think from <laughs> five, five to six to this one, it's just he's had less and less of a role in. I think he was shooting Hercules when they started shooting this, and that's why. Yeah, I think there was I, some I think there's an actual reason. So I'm that. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. It could be, but, but but I think he had, and then they had to delay the filming and everything, and then by the time they got filming again, he had to film um, San Andreas. So I, would, I think that has yeah. something to do with him not being present as much. I wouldn't mind them scaling it back a little, um, yeah. plot wise, especially. I would like to see them maybe do some racing in the next one, or maybe it's something involving racing. So. Uh, the only way I think the only way I want to see it continue is if they change gears because it, it obviously oh. get that yeah 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 because yeah. uh, they did they, ludicrous they did like mm. we didn't call anything ludicrous this time around. <laughs> you just did you're good yeah, they yeah, did sorry. they like one through three were like that was just straight street racing yeah. and then four was kind of this kind of segue between racing centric and like kind of getting involved in like crime and like heists and then five six and seven are kind of your crime. You know, ones, and I think that it does need to change aim big time. Because, one because even it, still had a little bit of the crime thing because it was. Point it did. Break. They it all did. do to a certain extent because I mean, even in two, they're trying to take out Kohlhauser, Cuban Kohlhauser. Yeah. Um. But it, but it, but it was Brian, more Brian centric. So he was, and he was still a cop at the time. Yeah. Brian's gone. There's really, there's really like little. There's like no reason for them to stay involved with the government, mm-hmm. and I think that was part of the beauty of Dom and Brian was you had like someone who was streetwise like. Like rough and tumble from the neighborhood. Then you had this guy who was like a cop, who was like a tough kid from an orphanage kind of thing. And they had, they balance each other out with like brains and brawn. And especially, it's really really evident in six when they're like, okay, well Brian's like, I know what I would do. And he's talking. He's like, that's what cops do. He has that line. Where he's like, that's what cops do, man. They they sweat you and they do this kind of thing. And he had that angle. If they if the next one is more like almost like Need for Speed, maybe if there's like a nationwide race and and you get those kind of sequences where they're trading off cars halfway through and like. Something smaller but still big, where we, we can have some crazy like driving stunts again. That'd be really cool. But I, it needs to be like no more rehaul, no more yeah, no more Mission Impossible, James Bond shit. With yeah. like like the sequence where uh, I was in this one where they 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 do like one crazy action thing and then they're like, I guess we're going to the Middle East and it's like the crazy monsters of them driving and then like the there's like them t- showing up in their cars and they talk. There's dialogue for like four minutes and then they're like. Not in these clothes. And there's another montage of them all in suits walking down and sink. And I'm like, what the fuck? This never happens anywhere to anybody. Like, what are you doing? It's just too much. It was too much. And I think like a, a cool back to like like Tim said, like, oh, call me crazy. Some racing might be cool. Right. And uh, I think the plot of Need for Speed was really cool. And if you trans kind of transplant something like that, you know, get get away from the drug lords and the people that want to kill everybody and be like, let's make it back to like the reputation of racing and have Dom like settling down and maybe getting back to like racing. And now he's this old guy who's not like hip and relevant anymore. Trying to trying to reestablish his street. Yeah. Bed. That could be an interesting kind of stuff. Hector comes back. Hector was back. Hector was back. Hector yeah. Was back. Even in something like the transporter where they have to like get something from point A to point B. That way you could continue the kind of it government. Makes way more sense. You know, but there's some sort of like, we have to get here and they've got a bunch of people out on their asses the whole time, you know? And you could even use them for that. Like you can, if you wanted to bring Hobbs back into it, have him be like, Hey, I've got, I've got a, you guys have taken, here it is. Ready? 
<laughs> He's like, you guys have taken down countless prison convoys and that kind of thing. I got to transport a sensitive prisoner. I got to transport Deckard Shaw from this prison to this one. You guys arrange how the convoy is going to go. I love it. And and, and you can always get, and get it oh, and You then, can always go oh. nuts in the third act, too, with the action. If you, I think if then the, have yeah. recovered Owen Shaw, try to disrupt it. And he what if they have to they team think. up with Jason Statham? To save Jason Statham, because he's the only one that knows this enemy that's tracking him down. So he's the only one that can really save him from their own peril, but they have to begrudgingly help him out. I'd like that. Because then you could get Statham working with some of the other guys. Well, you could have Statham's boys trying to take down the convoy, and they have these Hannibal Lecter scenes where they're talking to him on the bus and being like, yo, and he's like, I told you no prison would keep me kind of thing. And <laughs> Do have, his John Doe impression? Yes. And then at the end, you can have The Rock with his, with his fist and a body bag waiting for him on the other side, just like you promised. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want Hobbs standing on top of the bus with a minigun, shooting down drones and helicopters. Just bring in zombies. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There we go. All right. Tim, any final words? No. I mean, this is the like fifth or sixth best movie of the franchise, so it's the fifth or sixth best movie of all time. All right. Feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Let us know what you think of the Fast and Furious films, any of the other stuff that we talk about, or about our show in general. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and Vine. 248-7335-MFN is where you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and we will talk about it. That's 248-7335-636. Keep an eye out for a bonus episode on Better Call Saul coming soon, and look for a new Midwest Game Nerds Podcast uh, episode as well on Bloodborne. Uh, Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is on iTunes and on Stitcher, so check them out there. And uh, all of our previous 120-something-plus bonus episodes are available on MidwestFilmNerds.com with full show notes so you can avoid the spoiler tarries and all that good stuff. Next week, uh, we're probably going to try to shotgun Daredevil, all 13 episodes of it, because that comes out this Friday in the United States. So stay tuned for that as well. And uh, we got other special things coming too. Yes. I keep teasing this. I want to keep teasing. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim knows. <laughs> yeah, now, I know. now I have another person in on the inside. Well, oh, man. um, for the game nerds, if yeah. you want to write in and tell us what amiibos do, oh, please. Yeah, because I've so, been on Wikipedia, which is the best resource for these sorts of things, and I can't figure it out. Tim and I are going to have a bonus episode of the Game Nerds where we talk about Wii U yeah. and the Wii U games and everything, and then we're going to read the, the Wikipedia article for Amiibos together and try to figure out what they are. <laughs> so, if you have any insight? I'm listening info. to this. There's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing to hold me back. And then we're going to read through all the Amiibos you can get and figure out if I know more than 50% of these. <laughs> I'm going to edit it the day you guys read it so it's like all goofy and has hidden messages in there for you. Well, yeah, it'll be at an undisclosed time, so Willie, uh, Willie can't. Willie and our readers can't get to it. David Steele was here. No, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Kyle X Y, go watch a movie.